take advantage of the graphics that are accompanying this morning forecast. If you're listening to this on the Internet or there's a computer or phone around you somewhere, the station's weather page is at wortfm.org forward slash weather. Uh, in the featured graphics that are on that page there towards the top, there's a water vapor image of the continental U.S. that covers the past three days or so, which has the surface pressure fields also analyzed over top of it for some extra information there. So I'll be talking about that briefly in a minute. I've also added a new link uh, to the weather webpage over this past weekend. It's just up at the top below the audio links to these forecasts that I do. This is a prospective look forward at the upcoming winter from the National Weather Service office in La Crosse. It was published this past Thursday, uh, coincident with the Climate Prediction Center's latest long lead forecast, as they call it, that covers the upcoming 90 days, which in this case include the upcoming winter period. So this is basically their winter forecast. So if you're uh, one of those people that have asked me uh, how the upcoming winter is going to be, well, this would be the resource that I'd be going to anyway to formulate my response. So uh, go ahead and cut out the middleman. There's not much he can provide, I don't think, of insight beyond what's already uh, there on that particular webpage. The National Weather Service webpage is really excellent. It's a comprehensive look at the factors that go into the longer-range forecast and some very detailed yet quite tractable explanations of atmospheric phenomena like El Nino, which is going to dominate this year, and the Madden-Julian Oscillation, which I talk about from time to time, and a number of other things. So check it out. You never know how long the National Weather Service is going to keep this kind of thing linked and active Though the start of meteorological winter is still a week and a half out, so I'd expect it to be up there for a while. In any case, though, if you do look at it, follow the embedded links that are in the article. That's where a lot of the most interesting material is located. And anyway, since I've been knocking on about this article for a while now, I suppose I should at least briefly mention the punchline of the thing, which is that, in case you haven't heard this, the upcoming winter is likely to be warmer and less snowy than usual, at least based on the strength of the going El Nino out in the equatorial Pacific, which, with the close of October, reached the official breakpoint between moderate and strong, which is to say sea surface temperatures out there reached a positive 1.5 degrees Celsius above normal and maintained that anomaly over a three-month period. So that turn of events yields a fairly high probability, given the statistics of past strong El Nino episodes, that the upper Midwest will, at least on average, be warmer and less snowy than usual. And you can read just how strong that correlation is and see visually how the ocean warming out in the equatorial Pacific produces its climate-altering effects over North America via the jet stream. In the article that I mentioned, there's some really good graphics there to help you visualize that, so do look this up. As for more immediate concerns, our temperatures are not going to be trending El Nino-ish over the uh, coming four or five days, which uh, shouldn't be particularly surprising given that even after last Friday's substantial cool-down, we've still been running oh a good four or five degrees above normal these past few days. Indeed, the month as a whole is running 3.3 degrees above normal through its first three weeks. Only four days so far have been below normal. The incoming cold air is going to be pulled in here over the coming couple of days by a low-pressure circulation that's approaching from the southern plains. On a course to pass southeast of us tomorrow, that trajectory is going to back our cool easterly winds uh, that we've got out there this morning, more northeasterly as we go overnight tonight, and then more northerly tomorrow as the leftward spinning low uh, lifts from about Arkansas, where it is now up through uh, northern Indiana and then on towards about Buffalo by uh, late tomorrow and Wednesday. 
You can see all this coming together on the upper tropospheric view that's provided by the water vapor image that I was mentioning. The water vapor shows a prominent subtropical jet slicing eastward across the southern states. Very El Nino-like, incidentally, so keep your eye out for similar patterns over the coming winter. While a weaker southeastbound jet dives across the west coast and down against that eastbound jet and adds its energy over about New Mexico, producing a U-shaped upper trough there with a nice leftward swirl now in the vapor elements over about the Ozarks and an adjacent surface circulation, which you can see demarcated in the yellow isobars there, over the Red River Valley. Note that the uh, developing low-pressure system has already swirled a fair amount of moisture northward over us from the Gulf of Mexico, but the result, as you look out the window, and as you might have noticed, there's only been some high and mid-level clouds since late yesterday afternoon, and that's due to the intensifying surface high-pressure cell that you can see on that image centered just northeast of Lake Huron, uh, now up to about 1032 millibars, if you look at the numbers on the uh, yellow isobars on that image. So cool, subsident, drying winds circulating clockwise out of that high and westward across Wisconsin in the lowest couple of miles of the atmosphere where that high is sitting will be stanching any precipitation that can be generated aloft as that tries to fall earthward at least through uh, much of this afternoon. After that, the short-range forecast models are showing the approaching low, eroding the influence of that low-level high and finally ejecting it uh, northeastward towards Newfoundland with upward motions and condensation then uh, successfully working downwards towards the surface of the Earth. You can also already uh, see some fuzziness with the uh, high ceilings above us getting more indistinct this morning as some precipitation already starts to be generated aloft. So you might just kind of picture these processes that I was just describing taking place today as the face of the sky changes throughout the day. Anyway, the pressure gradient between the high and the low is going to be fairly intense, so that'll continue to drive up the east and northeast winds today. But with the system being a fast-moving one and, of course, struggling against the drying influence of the departing high for quite a while, I don't think we'll see a whole lot of rain out of it ultimately. Uh, maybe just a tenth of an inch or so as we go through the overnight tonight. We'll stay cool and generally cloudy tomorrow behind the system as northerly winds ramp up and the uh, upper trough passes overhead. But if you look at the water vapor, you can see a bit of upper ridging actually pressing quickly across Canada behind this trough. And that's going to be pressing overhead here on Wednesday, perhaps rebounding the temperatures for a day if we can get the clouds to clear out before a secondary cold front then veers our winds Thursday more northerly and starts temperatures falling, uh, hopefully eventually, towards seasonal normals or even below, actually, as we get on to the uh, following weekend. Incoming surface high pressure, generally speaking, is going to keep any sensible weather concerns at bay pretty much from tonight and tomorrow on through the weekend. So if you're traveling, there shouldn't be any concerns to look out for. I don't think really anywhere in the country the way it appears. We look to continue cold then, by the way, out through much of the ensuing week with longer term signals pointing to a warm up then as we approach early December. But briefly, uh, just back to the forecast for the details. Today, the mid-level cloud cover overhead is going to produce some uh, fall streaks as we go on through the day. Otherwise, though, it'll start to thicken and lower a little bit more as we get on towards dusk or dark. And temperatures will edge up maybe a few degrees into the lower, possibly mid-40s, on east to southeast winds, which will be up at 10 to 15 miles per hour, gradually backing uh, easterly and then northeasterly as we go overnight tonight. 
Passing showers look to uh, enter the area from the south as we get on maybe towards 9 or 10 p.m. Uh, or at least towards midnight and continue then off and on through maybe 6 or 7 o'clock tomorrow morning before then scattering east out of the area. Column temperatures do look to keep the precipitation as rain, but not by a whole lot, so an errant snowflake either at the beginning or end of that to precipitation episode shouldn't be too surprising. Lifting of cloud cover tomorrow may include some eventual breaking of the skies, but uh, with clouds dominant and northeasterly winds backing north and then northwest through the day at 12 to 20 miles per hour, I don't think the temperatures are going to go too far past 40. Winds will finally subside a bit more as we go overnight into Wednesday, and if the clouds clear out more substantially, that should allow for temperatures to drop off into the upper 20s, otherwise just around 30. There's some question as to how much clearing we will see overnight into Wednesday, but presuming that we do clear fairly well, I think we can hit the upper 40s during the day that day. A lingering stratus, which is popular on some of the higher resolution models on Wednesday, might keep that temperature trim by several degrees. Backing uh, southwesterly winds coming up to 8 to 12 miles per hour uh, by the end of the day Wednesday, along with incoming high clouds, should keep temperatures up in the lower mid-30s then overnight. And winds will be veering west and northwest Thursday behind the passing cold front. This will be early in the day, probably before dawn. But we should see passing uh, clouds that day with the air mass change, but little else. Temperatures will be held probably to around 40 Thursday, maybe just the upper 30s, on uh, increasing northwesterly winds, which will come up to 10 to 15 miles per hour. Then we'll be down in the lower mid-20s overnight with high temperatures in the lower mid-30s, actually both the following couple of days, Friday and Saturday, perhaps even Sunday as we go into and through the weekend. I'll have more details about that as we get on to the Wednesday evening news forecast this coming Wednesday between 6 and 7 p.m., so do tune in for that if you can.